drink it in, man. Oh, Darius, how big are you, young man? How big are you? Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Okri. Got Griska here. Griska, how are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing today? Oh, man, real good, real good. So we're back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, everybody, and uh, we want to dive into um, a couple different things today. The first of that, we want to talk a little bit about this kind of the downtime here in the NFL season. Not much going on until the end of J- July, but we know come here in early July, you start hearing maybe uh, veterans, different players, either getting cut due to their cap number, maybe uh, – you know, moving around a little bit, kind of unexpectedly. So, Grifka, just curious, um, you know, the Lions haven't been one to make kind of splashes when it comes to veterans or kind of late in the game. And the NFL is a hard game to add somebody and just have them, you know, pick up your playbook and come in and make plays when you're talking about pickups in July and August and stuff like that. Um, You think the Lions will kind of scour that wire when people do start getting let go to, to make a play and then, um, once you kind of work through that, just uh, wondered if you had both either any names or any teams we should watch of other than the Patriots <laughs> that they might look at for uh, for players to add. Well, I mean, I'm sure like they're going to be doing their due diligence to see who gets cut from teams, see if they can make the roster better. You know, that's what GMs always say. They're always looking to make the roster better. That's why on Tuesdays during the le- during the year they bring guys in, the free agents in, just try out, see if they'll. Uh, see if they'll, you know, consign them to make, just to improve the roster. But I think the biggest thing with that always comes down to, uh, you know, remember the Rod Marinelli regime, you know, late in the year when they were like, you know, over and like they'd go to the press conferences and like they'd be asking him, hey, what can you do to better the team? And I remember his one retort was like, if you think you can find somebody better, you know, go bring them on in or something like that. You know, it's like if you think there's somebody better off the street, you know, bring them in. They're obviously doing their due diligence. I'm Obviously that regime – you know, couldn't put it together and find anybody decent as, you know, opposed to, you know, know, we saw what their record was. But, I mean, without knowing, you know, who's going to get cut, I mean, just kind of looking to see who's out there right now and some of the names you always hear, you know, thrown about, you know, in certain articles saying this guy's perfect for this team or they should give this guy a try. I mean, we've had this discussion. I still think, based on where this roster's sitting at, I I still think they need a little, little help off the edge. I mean, you know, worried about Ziggy being healthy all year. You know, is Kerry Hyder going to be able to come back? Is Kerry Hyder even going to be able to produce, you know, even like at his level before his injury? I mean, you know, Anthony Zettel, the guy's got a high motor, but, you know, is, is, is he a guy that can actually like, you know, continue to put pressure on the guys? I mean, with those guys out there, I mean, not knowing what type of defensive scheme they're going to run. I mean, are they, are they going to run a 4-3? Are they looking to run a 3-4? Um it, it, it's hard to tell. I know they're planning on using Kennard, you know, with this, you know, it sounds like he's going to be the guy coming off the edge, but I mean, just a few guys that are out there. I don't know if, and I know the Patriots were one of those teams that are always like, we're going to look to get rid of a guy early as opposed to too late. But even the, there's a couple free agents out there that I'm thinking it's just like, you know, they might be a little long in the tooth. They, I mean, if they bring him in a situational guys, even to like kind of help, you know, teach, you know, the Zettles, the Kerry Hyders, kind of like what Detroit did last year with, like, Dwight Freeney. You know, we heard he did a few good things, you know, with Ziggy when he came back, you know, teaching him his, his famous move and stuff like that. You know, 
I mean, guys out there right now, I mean, just looking, I mean, a guy I kind of point to has had some success in the past, but recently, you know, the last couple of years had a little injury problem, you know, maybe with his lower back is like some like Charles Johnson, you know, out of, out of Carolina. I mean, he's 31 years old. I mean, it's a little, like I said, a little long in the tooth in the last couple of years. He hasn't, you know, come close to playing a full season, but if we can maybe, you know, use him as a situational type guy, you know, like third down, you know, second and long guy, you know, going to come in. He's going to, he's going to put his hand in the dirt. He's going to be the guy to rush the passer, put uh, put pressure on him. I mean, the guy has had some success in Carolina doing this. So somebody like that, I, I wouldn't mind them seeing bringing in, you know, at least even in training camp. We, we know veterans hate training camp. So it's going to be one of those things where they sign the guy, you know, the second to last week before training camp, just to, you know, see what he can do. Um, another guy out there kind of like that I'm looking at, not quite at the DN, but outside linebacker is going to be, you know, Connor Barwin. Um, played with the Rams last year. Rams had a pretty stout defense. Um, once again, Connor Barwin, he's he's another 31-year-old guy, you know. He uh, played for uh, – did did really well in Philadelphia when he was there. You know, he's one of those guys kind of, you know, high motor. You know, another one of those guys, you know, if like one of the new outside linebackers, you know, Christian Jones doesn't, you know, pick up quite where they want maybe he could come in and be the situation outside linebacker, you know, put the hand in the dirt, come off the edge. Once again, he's a little long in the tooth. So maybe I'm just kind of looking, you know, for that guy just coming to be situational, you know, maybe, you know, 15 snaps a game. Those are, those are the type of guys I'm looking at for, for like, you know, outside linebackers. Another one, this guy's much, you know, not much older, but he's older, you know, like Elvis Dumerville, same thing. You know, he had a good career. I don't know if he's retiring, but, you know, he's, you know, last year with uh, San Francisco, um, did okay for him. You know, uh, he's, he's 34, though. He might be the guy. He might you know, just pass simply because of his age. Not quite for sure what he would have left. But those are the type of guys maybe I'm looking for him to bring in. There's nobody young out there that's going to be like, ooh, when we're going to worry about this guy. There, there's nobody like that. So at that point, you might have to, like, wait for the waiver wire to see who gets cut. But I, I'm thinking guys like that to help just come off the edge, teach those young guys, you know, you know, Ziggy, you know, Anthony Zettel, Kerry Hyder, teach those guys, you know, how to, you know, come off the edge, put the hand in the, you know, in the dirt and go get the quarterback. Those would be the guys I'd be kind of interested in. You know, once again, I know they're a little, they're a little older, but still, I mean, I think they could, they could definitely help out. What you thinking, Derek? Nice. Well, Grifka, I mean, you hit on hit on a lot of great stuff there and brought up some interesting names. Uh, one one thing I'm curious about, um, the NFL is just crazy how, you know, you're good one year and like two years later, you can be almost basically out of the league. You know, you hit that you hit that threshold, both of age or like you brought up Charles Johnson's name. I mean, I want to say like two, three years ago, he was in the franchise discussion or was getting a big deal. And now he's cut loose and nobody wants him. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting how all that happens, but the NFL is just crazy where when you drop off the map, you drop off the map. So that's why we're always on the Kool-Aid cast. And just in general, we're always kind of conscious of those ages, you know, trying to look at player ages and keep our roster young. I was talking with the big Hughes uh, on one of our last podcasts and we looked at the Lions roster and the old man on, on the roster is, is GQ back there at 32 years old. And then you've got a couple other guys in there, you know, early thirties and everybody else is young guns. So uh, I think that sets up well for us. Uh, I want to give a little credit here to lion's wire. We've got uh, Jeff Risden over there and uh, Eric Schlitt. Those guys do a great job with lions info. And I know they put out a, 
you know, five lines that could help you and then five lines that you want to stay away from. And I know Charles Johnson was on there, stay away from. And uh, Connor Barwin was on there. You might want to consider him type of thing. So uh, I read up a little bit on Connor Barwin. I mean, he was interesting to me. I, I didn't know he was only 31 years old. He seemed like he's been around for quite a bit. I read that he's a Detroit native. Uh, he's more of a scheme fit for, for Patricia than maybe what we used to do from what I could tell, but it, it didn't wow me. You know, it was just kind of like maybe if he'd come in for a really low deal and be a good locker room guy, you know, add some depth there and maybe make a few plays. I consider it as you were talking, I kind of just pulled up the defensive ends here. Cause I do agree with you. That that's a position that needs a few more bodies or needs an explosive player. But as you said, you know, there's not going to be any young explosive guys just sitting out there on the scrap heap. But one name that kind of caught my eye, I was just kind of looking up uh, to see some of his measurables and where he's at. Um, just 28 years old, been in the league six years, uh, played over in Denver, Jared Crick uh, to me, you know, he's not the prototypical old Lions DN, but to me, he looks, and I, from what I know about him, seems to be maybe that 3-4 end defensive tackle type of guy. He can move inside and outside. Uh, seems to be out there on the free agent market, never really made a bunch of money. Uh, almost like a, a Zettel, guy that could p- compete with Zettel, maybe has some of those same uh, skill sets. So that that name caught me just because uh, I remember he had some pretty high draft capital when he came out and, uh, you know, the age as well as just thinking scheme fit a little bit. Um, Charles Johnson, I would – I don't know. I'm going to skew away from him just because I feel like he got booted out of uh, Carolina more so because of character and just some, some work – work ethic type issues more so than anything else. And uh, I just don't know. I feel like he's more of a four, three end where, like you said, just hand in the dirt, rush the quarterback. And I feel like you gotta be a little more versatile in the scheme. So uh, I know I kind of threw a lot at you there, but um, Barwin, I'm a little bit in on uh, Johnson, not so much. And then just putting Crick on the board is maybe a guy to look at. Don't really see any other ends or anybody else here. That's interesting in my book, but like I said, those veterans always get cut and that's always something to keep an eye on. But I'd be curious. I don't see the lions jumping at somebody that gets cut loose, not only because of their cap situation, but that's just not how they do business. You know, even if a big name comes available, I don't know. They have the room and yeah, they might kick the tires, but I just don't see them doing it. Yeah. That's like the hardest thing. Like you said, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, you know, ends out there or like maybe those outside linebackers that can put their hand in the dirt and go get the quarterback and you're right I mean those guys that are cut loose I mean there's if there's salary cap casualties there's a reason for that I mean they're just making big time bucks and where the Lions cap sits right now I mean I don't know if they'd be able to bring anybody in like that you know that's kind of like looking you know like seeing what's out there right now thinking maybe one of those guys is trying to get that last little bit of you know playing glory out of their system and you know, come in and teach some of those few of those young guys for Detroit, you know, maybe they could look at something like that. I mean, for, for as much as, you know, New England, if, if Patricia's trying to pattern this team after what New England does, and it kind of sounds like he is with, uh, you know, is that do your job role, you know, thing like that, you know, mantra. And I'm, I'm, I think they're going to follow that, but still New England always kind of went out there and they're like, okay, this, this guy, we're going to go try to sap the rest of his football talent out of, out of what he has. And then, 
you know, and then, well, you know, hey, you can ride off into the sunset after a successful year in New England. You know, I mean, they've done that with guys before. I mean, Corey Dillon, they did that with. I mean, I mean, Roosevelt Colvin, he was coming off injuries, and I remember they went and they signed him and got a couple years out of him. You know, it's like one of those things where they just they, – they just – they're looking to sap that last little bit uh, of talent out of them, you know, train some of the young guys, you know, to help help them along. That's what I'm thinking. Like you said, you know, maybe Charles Johnson, you, you know, maybe he was cut, you know, out of Carolina because of, you know, work ethic or something like that. I, I know that can happen, but, you know, somebody like a Connor Barwin, I mean, that guy always seemed like when he played, man, he, he always had like a high motor. Always, he, he was that type of guy. Maybe if he could do that. I mean, I realize he's an outside linebacker, but if they're looking to run a 3-4, he could be the guy to help do that. You know, you know stuff like that. And um, and you, we were chanting, you, you, you mentioned before the age, you know, in the defensive backfield. I mean, I know they're really young in the defensive backfield. One guy who's still out there, you know, Trey Boston, who played with the Chargers last year. I mean, that guy, he, he he's still out there. It might be one of those things like, I can't imagine why teams aren't shying away from him. He had a pretty good year last year for the Chargers. It might be one of those things that just because, you know, where he's at with his age, he's only 25. His his agent might be looking for him to get a little larger contract. And, like, I don't know everybody – I don't know every team's salary, you know, cap, you know, what, what they look like. But that's another one of those guys. He, but he plays the same position as, you know, Glover Quinn. You know, so are you going to bring this guy in for any money, you know, any you know substantial amount of cash? you know, kind of to set the field or is he, or is he going to play like, you know, or is he going to play the other safety, you know, uh, a position? I mean, I, I can't, I don't see him as a, as a strong safety. He's more of a free safety. So I know, I know I've, I've read things like, should the Lions take a chance on him? I mean, yeah. I mean, but what are you going to do with him is my biggest thing right there. So I I'd like it if they got him, but what are they going to put him on the field? Is, is he going to be a strong safety? No, he's more of a free safety. So yeah. I, I'd, I'd like him, but I, I don't know for his age, what he's looking for and what position would he play? Why, you know, would the yeah. Lions take a chance on him? Yeah. Same thoughts I had when I saw that name, I thought, man, I love the age, love the you know, potential of the players, just the wrong position. You know, we looked at it um, previously, how, you know, safety and corners, you know, we, we finally do have not only some depth, but some young players that we need to get some snaps for and need to let play. So that's a, that's a reason I bypassed him. Um, let me throw, let's do some quick hits here, Grifka, and just some names, not even saying these are like Lions fits, but I'm kind of curious. Do you, not so much do you think they'll get signed, but, you know, they're out there now and will they, what am I trying? Will they make plays this year? Will they even be an impact at all? Like I'll just start off right at the top. Uh, Des Bryant. Somebody's going to take a chance on Des Bryant simply for like, I mean, he's ha- he's had a decent career. He seems a little bit of a malcontent though, for some of the stuff that he's pulled in Dallas. We've all, you know, as Lions fans, we've all seen the infamous, you know, playoff game where the Lions got hosed out of that game. And after the flag call, Des Bryant runs on the field. And he's standing at the numbers, yelling at the referee about the play. Well, your team's on defense. You don't belong out there. There should have been a penalty there. Once again, my uh, conspiracy theory, if you played anybody, you know, for anybody but the Cowboys, that's a flag because the offensive guy, he's out there, one, without his helmet on, two, he's yelling at the ref, three, at the numbers. He wasn't one foot off the sideline. So, but that might be one of the Hold on, though. I, I want to correct you. Anybody but the Cowboys, the Packers, the, the Giants, Steelers, the uh, Steelers, Steelers uh, <laughs> the Patriots. Patriots. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we got to get all those yeah, in because uh, you know it's always it's always uh, those guys that uh, get the calls, right? Kirk? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so we got to feed into that. Yeah, somebody's going to sign him, but I don't think I think he's he's on the side of his career where he can't demand the ball anymore, and I think quarterbacks are not going to want to put up with that. I mean, I've seen the you know Aaron Rodgers. You know what? Would you take Des Bryant? I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants you know Des Bryant telling me, "Hey, throw me the ball," you know. I, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. You've heard my rant on Aaron Rodgers before, <laughs> but it's one of those things. Right. Like I think Aaron Rodgers has enough clout for him to be like, I don't want this guy. I don't care if he can help us or not. You know, I can make other guys look great. I mean, Jordy Nelson and maybe you know into something good, and Jordy Nelson's going to be you know just another wide receiver on Oakland this year. So I can't see him there. But he's if he wants to play football, it's going to have to be with one of those teams. If he's waiting for like somebody like, oh, this guy's going to go to you know. This, th- this team's going to go to the Super Bowl. New England ain't going to give this guy a flyer. I mean, they they don't need something like that. I mean, when when they when they when they got Randy Moss, Randy Moss was like still Randy Moss. Des Bryant's not where he once was. So somebody's going to pick him up. I just don't know who. It might be one of those things where he gets picked up. If, you know, you know, a quarter of the way into the season where some team's kind of hot and they're like, yeah, look at the rest of their schedule, and he feels like he may be able to help them contribute. I mean, he's going to get signed by somebody. I just, I just can't tell you who at this point. I just don't think it's going to be somebody who's an established quarterback that can kind of like, you know, somebody like a Ben Roethlisberger, an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady. You know, I don't think he's going to be able to go to that team. It might be somebody like a San Francisco, you know, something like that where Garoppolo, uh, he's 5-0 and in five starts. But look at San Francisco's wide receivers. Who they got? I mean. So, you know, Jerry Rice ain't walking through the door out there. So it might be a team like that that would, would, would take a flyer on Des Bryant. All right, cool. Hey, Griff, I hate to do this to you. When I say quick hits, we don't need the full scouting report or 10 minutes because, uh, um, you know, Des Bryant, here, here's how we do Des Bryant. Uh, he's too old, he can't separate, and he's waited too long to get on a team. He probably won't make a big impact. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all we needed but we appreciate your uh hey. daniel jeremiah-esque report on uh on des there so hey, i got so sh- i got the knowledge man that's what matters <laughs> <laughs> uh so shorten up on a couple of these and i guess focus on uh you know i'm just gonna i'm looking down the sheet i got a few names okay. i'm just gonna say the name tell me uh lions yay or nay and uh and just uh, we'll move on to the next one. Jonathan Hankins. Will he get picked up? Yes. By who? Don't know who. He's. Uh, it seems like maybe two or three teams are interested in him. I do, what, do I want him on the lines? Would I take him? Yes. But it sounds like uh, he might have that little bit of a work ethic issue, and I don't think that'll fit in Detroit. Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing. That guy. Uh, no, he's going to retire. He's. Uh, he's been around for a while. Um, I think uh, all of his playing days are over. All right. Uh, Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas probably saw his little tread on the tire. Um, I, I'd like to see him. He's had some good years, so uh, but uh, he just kind of got lost, you know, the last couple of years we're in Miami. So um, if the Lions took him, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be sorry about it. Brent Selleck? No, nah, pass on Brent Selleck. He's one of those guys just been around a little bit. You know, I know he's a high-motor guy, high-energy guy, obviously, but uh, no. Koamisi, outside linebacker, Miami. Oh yeah, um, no, I would pass on. I, I talk lines, pass on him. I saw him before when I'm thinking about it. No. Allen Branch, DT, uh, Michigan. 
Um, not just because he's a Michigan guy. I think, one, he's worked with Patricia. Two, he'd be a nice guy to bring in to help those younger guys. Um, I would like for the Lions to sign him. I think they brought him in and gave him a look, but that might be one of those things where some point in training camp, depending on how those young guys are looking, they might sign him to bring him in to uh, you know, help, his, uh, help in that rotation. I'd like that. I would like that signing. Uh, here's a name that I've grown to like over the last couple of years, uh, 32 years old, inside backer, Jarrell Freeman from Chicago. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I want, I don't want um, Davis looking over his shoulder. So I don't want an inside linebacker like that. I want him to feel like he's got the keys, that he's going to be the man. You know, you know how it is sometimes. Every once in a while, you bring one of those veteran guys, the young guys looking over his shoulder, and he, he might, they might not play as fast because they don't want to make mistakes. So I'd shy away from that. Okay. He's the man regardless, but if you look at the depth chart, I'd, I'd ask you to pick out our backs, uh, backup middle guy that can make all the calls and do everything. It's pretty thin. To hear Whitehead will be – oh, wait, never mind. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody else uh, going to deal with that. So we, we talked about Connor Barwin. Um, I'm just going to throw this name out there. Adrian Peterson. No. Pass. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me see who else is here that's interesting. Uh, Anthony Fasano, tight end. Nah, he's one of those guys. He he was decent when he was around, I mean, but he's not one of those guys I'd be – I'd give those guys that they have on the roster a shot now. You know, Wilson, Roberts. I'd let those guys play before I went and signed him. Eric Decker. I read that the Lions might have some interest in him, but it's one of those things. I like the Lions wide receivers who they got. I even kind of like the young guys that don't, you know, I'd like to see Jace Billingsley, you know, play before him. I know Eric Decker's got pretty good hands, but he's another one. He's another guy. I think he's like 31, 32 years old, a little long in the tooth. Um, I'd pass on him. Navarro Bowman. Oh, you just talked about, you don't want backers. No. Um, over the top. Uh, you want Jamal Charles here, Grifka? No. <laughs> here wait uh, could he sign yes Willie no <laughs> yes we got it in yeah. perfect the yeah. old uh, the Grifkaism yeah um all right well like you say um Sharif Floyd DT I no I would rather I'd rather have him sign like you know um Alan Branch maybe even a Ricky Jean Francois simply because if they played with Patricia before that they'll probably know the scheme more so than bringing in uh bringing in him all right, so so that's most of the names. I guess like where I sit on it, you know, we just wanted your quick take, which we appreciate. And uh, from my end, like, you know, I'm all about young players on good contracts, and that's hard to find. Uh, and then it seems like all the players that I would have interest in are at safety, corner, these positions I don't feel like we need. So I think where we need to think about plugging holes is – I, I agree with you. I think, you know, I, you know, I was high on Mike Roberts, kind of funny. They, they picked him up. Uh, you know, I would like to see him grow into a role. I wouldn't mind giving Luke Wilson a little more run just to see what he's got. You know, I really can't tell you if he's going to be terrible or if he's going to be, you know, a, a pleasant surprise, let's say, you know, I really don't know unless they get him out there and actually give him some chances. But I think, you know, if we could add somebody at the tight end defensive tackle, and I don't know what to think about Jake Rudock at backup quarterback along with Matt Castle. Like to me, I was thinking about this today, Griff, because this is a whole separate topic, but 
So Matt Stafford's been here like 10 years and has never had – I'm not saying like anybody can push him. Like he's our starting quarterback, but I'm just rolling back the tape a little bit. Like I can't remember one time where he's had any competition basically from the day he came in as a rookie. You know, a little bit with Dante Culpepper, but that was just, yeah, you know, because he was so new. That wasn't because of the talent or anything. Like, I just feel like we've been lucky he's been healthy, and I feel like we just go real thin there. And I don't want him to bite us. So I doubt there's anybody that great out there, but I've always kind of wanted to know that Jake Rudock is serviceable or good or have somebody better than him. So those are my main spots, like beef up the middle of the defense, maybe get a backup middle linebacker like I talked about, experienced or not. You know, I'm not worried about looking over the shoulder. I just want a guy that if something was to happen to Jared Davis, he'd come in and make plays. You know, if if a tight end got cut for whatever reason and we could add him and that could, you know, make an impact offensively, I'd think about it. And uh, so those are my main spots. I mean, nobody really jumps out to me on, on these sheets other than, you know, I'm a little bit higher on – Decker than you are, Alan Branch, eh, not so much. And um, like I said, I guess the best case scenario because of Connor Barwin's age, he's from here and he could give us edge presence. That's probably where I'm at as a guy right now that I keep my eye on. So that's where I'm at with it. Well, you know, like the old days, you know, if they ever needed help at defensive tackle, they always went to the same guy. You know who I'm talking about. Flu. 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 Oh man, he was on. He would just like go out the door and come right back in. Yeah. Like they just had, they had a revolving one at, at the Allen Park headquarters. He'd go out before he could leave. They'd sign him to another ten day. He was he was the last cut, and then like the first injury, like a hangnail or like a like a head cold. They were bringing Flu back to play defensive tackle. Get, get Flu on the phone. Like remember, and, he, and he'd be back here right away. He had no other options. Yeah. He would always just like wait by the phone probably all day. And it would ring. I'll be there. Are you need me there right now? Yeah, but remember, remember. I got my pad still on. Remember like how I compared to that kid that you don't want to play with when you're growing up? Like when you're playing like baseball or basketball and he's always like the odd man until like one of the friends is missing. It's like, oh, dang, man, we need to go get Bobby now. Bobby, can you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always all hyped up, you know? But the next right. time he'd come out, hey, Bobby, we're good. Go ahead. That was Flu. <laughs> flu, sorry, boss, man. We don't need you. Hey, turn around. Hey, Flu, can you come play D-tackle this week? We got the Packers. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> he's that guy. And then, like, he'd play a couple games like, oh, man, we're sorry, man. You know, Joe Schmo's back. Sorry, Flu. We'll see you in two weeks. You know, something like that. You know, Rod Marinoli's favorite player in in football. <laughs> Flu had him on had him on speed dial. I don't even think I don't even think uh, Marinelli had a cell phone, so he had him he had him on the old rotary, no doubt. <laughs> oh man! Well, here's the thing. Like, remember that used to happen all the time, and Matt uh, Millen and Mayhew would be like, you know, got these guys in here. They know our system. He's like, but they can't play. That's why you can keep signing them because nobody else yeah. wants them. Like. I hope we get away from that. Like, I like how Bob Quinn brings in a million people, but you don't see all the same retreads. I mean, sometimes you see practice squad guys sticking around or you see people coming in and out, but I feel like, I don't feel like we're seeing the same names, you know, we're we're getting different because we have, we've looked at so many people and we have such a different eye on scouting now. So I think that will make a difference, but Grifka to kind of sum it up, you know, free agency. I don't expect anything to happen here soon, but, you know, as we get into mid to late July, I expect a few names to pop up that are going to be surprising. And 
you know, the Lions probably about 10, 15 million. You know, they absolutely want to save some money for other things. But I hope they're in a position where if a name that can help them at one of these spots we've identified comes available, they kick the tires, they look at it, and, man, if they can help us, um, consider it. Because you don't want to break the bank for some of these older players, but you noted a few, and I kind of brought up a few that – I bet you those guys could come in and help us, you know, in the right situation at the right contract number. So I'm hoping that they look at that and uh, only time will tell. And, you know, even in camp and as you get towards August, there's other cuts that always kind of make you raise your eyebrows. So, you know, Bobby Quinn and the crew will be looking and, and we'll be keeping tabs on it here, too, at the Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, man.